good day and as always welcome to the uefa champions league show for today wherever you are listening to this episode from whether you are in the usa on the african continent north america south america asia europe and oceania welcome to the most exciting informative and educative sports show on calling on apple Podcasts, and on spotify with yours truly philip alimo and i've got immense love for sports and undoubtedly the greatest club competition on earth which is the uefa champions league we continue with part two part two of what remember we started the jose Mourinho story and a series in european club competition on today's episode we'll be looking at Mourinho's journey to becoming the first manager to reach the final of all three major european competitions the uefa champions league the uefa europa league and the uefa europa conference league sit back relax and enjoy on our first series we looked at Mourinho's life education coaching career his managerial profile how he started from benfica to lira and today we'll continue with his journey at porto where he began his dominance as a coach not under the shadows of his mentors but this time under his own philosophy principles and fishing so sit back relax and enjoy this series so Moreno's time with porto Moreno was then handpicked by porto to replace octavio machado on the 23rd of january 2002 at this time porto was in fifth place in the portuguese league behind sporting Bonavista, liria and benfica had had been eliminated from the taca de portugal and was in the last place in the uefa champions league second group stage Moreno guided the team to third place that year after a strong 15-game run, including 11 wins, and gave the promise of making Porto champions the following year. He quickly identified several key players whom he saw as the backbone of what he believed would be a perfect Porto team. These players included Ricardo Cavallo, Costina, Deco, Dimitri, and Helda Postiga. He recalled Captain George Costa after a six-month loan to Charlton Athletic. The signings from other clubs included Nuno Valenti and Deleria from Leira, Paulo Ferreira from Victoria de Setubal and Pedro Emmanuel from Buena Vista. He also signed Ed Garas and Manichi, who both had been out of contract at Benfica. So, Moreno's time in the 2002-2003 season with Porto. During the preseason, Moreno put detailed reports of the team training on the club website. The reports were filled with formal vocabulary as for instance he referred to a 20 kilometer jog as an extended aerobic exercise one of the key aspects in Moreno's era when he was with porto was the pressuring play which started at the offensive line dubbed high pressure the physical and combative abilities of the team's defenders and midfielders allowed Porto to apply pressure 
from the offensive lines and forced opponents either to concede the ball or try longer on certain passes. In 2003, Moreno won his first Primera Liga with a record of 27 wins, 5 draws, 2 losses, which is a record 11 points clear of Benfica, the team he quit two years earlier. A total of 86 points out of a maximum of 102 was a Portuguese record until the 2015-2016 season when Benfica broke that record with 88 points. Since the rule of three points per game was introduced, Mourinho also won the Taca de Portugal beating former club Liria in the final and the UEFA Cup final against Celtic, both in May 2003. In the 2003-2004 season, the following season witnessed further successes. He led Porto to victory in, in the one-match Portuguese Super Cup, beating Liria by a lone goal. They lost, however, the UEFA Super Cup 1-0, to AC Milan with Andrei Shevchenko scoring the solitary goal. The team was dominant in the Primera Liga and finished the season with a perfect home record, an eight-point advantage and an unbeaten run that only ended against Gael Vicente. They, they secured the title five weeks before the end of the season. Porto lost the 2004 Taka the Portugal final to Benfica in May 2004. But two weeks later, Moreno won a greater prize, which is the UEFA Champions League, with a 3-0 win over Monaco in Germany. The club had eliminated Manchester United, Lyon, Deportivo La Corona, and their sole defeat of the competition came against Real Madrid in the group stages. In the first leg between Manchester United and Porto, United manager, then Sir Alex Ferguson, confronted Moreno after Roy Keane received a red card for stamping on Victor Bahai. In the second leg at Old Trafford, Porto were on the verge of an away goals defeat when Costina scored a goal in the 89th minute to win the tie. Moreno flamboyantly celebrated the goal by leaving his dugout, punching his fist in the air as he sprinted down the sideline near to his celebrating players. This dramatic celebration is regarded as the moment when Moreno announced himself to the game. We'll be coming to that and we'll hear more from Moreno himself on this episode. Moreno's portal win over Ferguson's United was a preview of his move to the Premier League managing Chelsea, where the two teams would enjoy a competitive but respectful relationship. In 2005, after Chelsea clinched the Premier League title, Ferguson had his players form a guard of honour at Chelsea's next game at Old Trafford, a favour that Moreno returned in 2007 at the Stamford Bridge after Ferguson's squad were confirmed league champions. Liverpool offered their managerial position to Benitez and Mourinho instead accepted a larger offer from Roman Abramovich and pledged his immediate future to Chelsea. We'll hear more from Jose Mourinho and look back at the moment he first announced himself on English soil with his famous touchline run at Old Trafford when he was coach of Porto. Let's hear from Mourinho himself. We, we, we scored at Old Trafford in the last minute. Uh, we don't score, we are out, we score, we are, we are in. But these are the details of, um, of the knockout. Some inside Old Trafford can barely look. Manny McCarthy, Howard's safe, but Costina's turned it home! 
season we lost against Paris Saint-Germain with a goal in the last in the last minute too. So these are the details so important in the knockout. We scored that goal and um, that was a key moment because certainly we are in the quarterfinal and then when you are in the quarterfinal you start thinking that you can. No, what happened is that uh, we were in the dressing room and um, it looks like it was not the last 16, it looks like it was the final, the way we were celebrating it in the dressing room and certainly somebody knocks the door and both Sir Alex and, uh, and Gary Neville, the captain and the manager and they told us uh, congratulations, you deserve it, enjoy and, uh, and good luck and it was something that in our, in our Portuguese culture is something that we are not used to but it was something that um, I kept and uh, during my career I, I did it a few times when uh, some opponent does something magnificent against my team. I did it already a few times because it was something that that I kept as um, something from big people that can that can make others feel feel special. So that is Jose Moreno speaking on his famous Porto touchline run at Old Trafford, and Moreno is an iconic figure as far as the beautiful game of soccer is concerned. And uh, he spoke extensively about how Sir Alex Ferguson, after that round of 16 defeat at the hands of Porto at Old Trafford, after the game, walked to the dressing room and congratulated Jose Mourinho. And Jose Mourinho speaks about the fact that he also learned a, a, a powerful lesson from, from that, that having a personality like Sir Alex Ferguson coming to congratulate him after beating his side and getting his side knocked out of the Champions League. And he, Jose Moreno, is something that he's also picked up and has also replicated. That is the beauty of sportsmanship. Again, Jose Moreno, having won the UEFA Cup the previous season, Jose Moreno guided Porto to even more European glory when they won the 2003-2004 Champions League. The final against Monaco would be Mourinho's last game as Porto manager as he left shortly after the triumph to join Chelsea. We'll hear more from Jose Mourinho on what he makes after winning the Champions League with Porto at the time. Jose, is there any better way to finish your career with Porto than that? No, no. In fact, it's the best. It's the best way. Uh, I was uh, two and a half years, and it was it was it was fantastic, absolutely fantastic. We won everything. We created a good a good group. The club was sleeping a little bit and wake up very 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 well and had and had a very good uh, development in these uh, two and a half years. And I'm very proud of what we did but uh, the time to leave I think uh, I think arrive in the next in the next few days I will decide everything uh, I have to speak with uh, with the club because I still have the contract with them but my my desire is to is to leave when did you decide you wanted to go and where do you think you're going next I decided uh, that I would like to go when I felt that uh, in Portugal was nothing more to win, uh, the challenge was not uh, big enough for me. And um, when I saw also that uh, in European football we did, were doing uh, great, and I started to have a few contacts from from other clubs in other countries. Um, I thought to myself that I'd like to go for a new life. I did it when I was um, assistant and uh, I want to do it now. Will you be coming to England? It's a country you admire and football you admire? Yes, yes. It's the country uh, that I'd like to go. I had also a few 
a few contacts with other countries, especially Italy. Uh, I stopped with everything in the last in the last weeks because I had a few important things to to play and to be concentrated on. But um, my agent was involved in a few conversations. I think everything uh, should be in the good way. I repeat, I have to speak with with, with Porto Presidente. I hold I hold them all the confidence and all the support they gave to me, and I hold this respect to them. But my desire is to live. There are several vacancies in the Premiership, but if things are right, would you like to become the next Chelsea manager? <laughs> I think in the next in the next days um, everything will be will be will be clear. But uh, the persons who had uh, a serious conversation with with my agent and a little conversation with me, I think they felt that I have only one word, and the club that. Uh, I gave my words that uh, would be my favourite to go. I don't change my mind, and because of I'm European champion, and maybe tomorrow I have other situations. I don't want to listen. I have only one word. Is that club Chelsea? You have to wait a little bit. You have to wait a few days, I think. But are they the most attractive proposition in the Premiership with the money and London as well? How attractive are they as a proposition to manage? I think every club has uh, has a motivation. When you have money to spend, you must spend well. When you don't have money to spend, you have to to go for the for the formation. Um, I think uh, the best way is to do both things. I think every club has has a motivation and uh, has something to improve. And uh, when the clubs decided to change their managers, is because they feel uh, something is not uh, the way they would like to to be. So. I want to work and I want to enjoy my to enjoy my life as a as a manager. My family is absolutely fantastic. They go with me to England, to China, to Japan. They go to me to every country. No problems with it. The adaptation is easy. And I love football and I love to work. So the club I, I go, uh, the board and the supporters they must they must know one thing in in advance is that I go with all my heart and to give everything to improve the club. It was a wonderful night for Porto tonight. Why did you leave the celebrations so early? I did the celebrations because um, my wife and my kids were waiting in the tunnel. I'm special. We'll take excerpts of that press conference when Jose Mourinho became the coach of Chelsea. The first persons, uh, I think, with the same mentality as I as I have, they love football, as I love. Uh, they want to win, like I want to win. We have top players, and uh, I'm sorry, I'm a bit arrogant. We have a top manager. Porto to win the Champions League has to beat Partizan Belgrade, Real Madrid, Marseille. Olympique Lyon, Manchester United. Again, don't, please don't call me arrogant because what I, I'm saying is true. I'm European champion, so I'm not one of of the bottle. I'm a, I think I'm a special one. So that is Jose Mourinho's first press conference as manager of Chelsea. This was on the 2nd of July, 2004. This comment resulted in the media dubbing him the special one. And his braggadocia was widely recognized during his early managerial career. Moreno recruited his backroom staff from Porto, consisting of assistant manager Brito, fitness coach Rio Farai, scout Andres Villas-Boas, and goalkeeping coach Salvino Loro. He retained Steve Clark, a long-serving former player at Chelsea, who had also performed an assistant managerial type of role under previous managers at the club. In terms of spending, Moreno carried on where his predecessor, Claudio Ranieri, left off 
as bankrolled by Roman Abramovich. He spent in excess of £70 million in transfer fees on players such as Thiago from Benfica that cost Chelsea at the time £10 million. Ex-Ghanaian international Michael Essien, which was the most expensive African transfer at the time from Lyon for £24.4 million. Didier Drogba from Marseille from £24 million. Kaysman from PSV for £5.4 million. And Porto Pair, Ricardo Cavallo and Paulo Ferreira for £19.8 million and £13.3 million respectively. The 2004-2005 season under Mourinho, Chelsea built on the potential developed in the previous season. By early December, they were at the top of the Premier League table and had reached the knockout stages of the Champions League. He secured his first victory, that is his first trophy, by winning the League Cup against Liverpool 3-2 in extra time in Cardiff. Towards the end of the match, Moreno was escorted from the touchline after putting his finger to his mouth in the direction of Liverpool fans as a response to taunts directed towards him whilst Liverpool were leading before equalising the goal. Chelsea met Barcelona in the Champions League round of 16, a highly contested game where the Blues lost away in the first leg 2-1 but advanced on aggregate winning at home 4-2. In the quarterfinals against Bayern Munich, Moreno was banned from attending the stadium, waited in the dressing room before the match to talk to his players, then hid himself in a laundry basket to leave the stadium. Later on, he missed the chance of back-to-back Champions League successes when Chelsea were knocked out of the competition by a controversial goal in the semi-final by eventual winners Liverpool. Under Moreno, Chelsea first secured their first top-flight domestic title in 50 years, setting a string of English football records in the process, including the most points ever achieved in Premier League, which is 95, and the fewest goals ever conceded, which is 15. Jose Moreno, having won the Champions League with Porto, had a winning mentality, and it's exactly what he brought to Chelsea. Chelsea, having won the old first division in 1955, it took Chelsea 50 years before they were crowned champions of England again. And who did that? Jose Moreno delivered the Premier League title in his first season as Chelsea manager. Let's hear more from Jose Moreno. Say a very special moment. Who are you on the phone to? Who did you want to talk to first? My wife, my kids. And what did they say? They're in Portugal. They went to Portugal for, for this for this weekend, but they saw they saw it live. And they're happy, of course. They're happy like me. Well, congratulations to you. Your team are now the champions of England. You said you were the special one. Does this prove it? No, our group is a special group. Our group is a special group. They they deserve this. I think nobody nobody. Speaking with with fair and sense can say we don't deserve this this title because we did it absolutely magnificent, absolutely magnificent. The players they deserve they deserve this more than than anybody. But I'm very happy for the fans, especially for fans never champions, so people with less than than 50 years old. And um, Roman, I think he deserves a lot. The Eugene, the people with with the big boss Peter Cannon. But uh, this group is, is really special. That's why I I want to stay with them uh, the maximum time I I can. So maybe I have to stay more than the contract I have. Maybe maybe more years. So you like to talk about new contract already? It's possible. It's very possible because my my heart is with them. Why is that? How, how has this club won your heart? This group is special. My players are special. You know, it's not easy the way the way we we were champions is not easy. This weekend again, the same story. Why else not play again on Monday? 
you know it, you don't tell me. <laughs> yeah, but tell me, Jose, before you go, was there a moment in the season when you knew that you had won it? Just now. <laughs> Just now, because football is crazy sometimes, and mathematically is is now, but we know from a few months ago that with the distance of 11, 9, 13 points, 10, this distance we kept from very early stage of the season, we know that it's very difficult to lose the championship, but everything is, is possible in football, so just now, when mathematically is, is over, is the moment where we really feel we are champions. What is so special about this group of players you've moulded? It's the mentality, it's the ambition, the desire, uh, people coming from many different places, we met for the first time in, in July, and from that moment we built something, something special. When we have to play, we play, when we have to fight, we fight, when we have to suffer, we suffer, all this together. This game, I think, was the perfect game to be champion because it was an incredible, difficult game. Bolton is a very different and difficult style of play, and we had to adapt. We play like we never do, but we did it. We finished the game with Robert Hood, all the big guys fought just to fight, and, and, and we fought like, like lions, so the players deserve, and now is my time to disappear, and it's time for press with my players, the heroes. Well done, congratulations. That is Jose Moreno describing that Chelsea team that won the first Premier League title for Chelsea in 50 years. A special group of players. The 2005-2006 season, Chelsea started the next season well. They defeated Arsenal 2-1 to win the 2005 FA Community Shield and topped the Premier League from the first weekend of the 2005-2006 season. Chelsea beat rivals Manchester United 3-0 to win their second consecutive Premier League title and Mourinho's fourth domestic title in a row. After the presentation of his championship medal, Mourinho threw his medal and blazer into the crowd. He was awarded a second medal within minutes, which he also threw into the crowd. Definitely, that is Mourinho for you. He is the man we are, we are looking at today. A very controversial and iconic figure as far as the beautiful game of football is concerned. The 2006-2007 season saw growing media speculation that Mourinho will leave the club at the season's conclusion due to alleged poor relations with owner Roman Abramovich and a power struggle with sporting director Frank and Abramovich advisor Pete DeVisa. Mourinho later cleared doubts regarding his future at Stanford Bridge, stating that there would only be two ways for him to leave Chelsea if Chelsea were not to offer him a new contract in June 2010 and if Chelsea were to sack him. Didier Drogba had the highest goal-scoring season of his career that year and led to his newly strike partnership, Andrei Shevchenko, to be dropped from the starting lineup towards the end of the season by Moreno. Notably, in the Champions League semi-final match against Liverpool at Anfield, Shevchenko was not even included on the bench. The other high-profile arrivals besides Shevchenko was German captain Michael Balak, a free agent from Bayern Munich, who was signed to strengthen the midfield. Guy Johnson also departed the club for Barcelona. Guy Johnson was the Iceland striker. Despite the unrest, Chelsea won the League Cup again by defeating Arsenal at the Millennium Stadium. The possibility, however, of the quadruple was brought to an end on the 1st of May 2007 when Liverpool eliminated Chelsea from the Champions League on penalties at Anfield following a 1-1 aggregate draw. Days later, Chelsea drew 1-1 with Arsenal at the Emirates, which secured the Premier League title for Manchester United. This was Mourinho's first season without a league title win in five years. Mourinho led Chelsea to a 1-0 victory against Manchester United in the 2007 FA Cup final winning in his first final to be played at the rebuilt Wembley Stadium. This was his first FA Cup win, which meant that he had won every domestic 
trophy available to a Premier League manager. There was, however, to be further friction between Moreno and Abramovich when Avram Grant was appointed as director of football, despite objections from Moreno. Avram Grant's position was further enhanced by giving a seat on the board. In spite of these tensions, the 2007-2008 transfer season will see the departure of Dutch winger Ian Robin to Real Madrid and the arrival of French midfielder Florent Malouda from Lyon. The 2007-2008 season, in the first match of the season, Chelsea beat Birmingham City 3-2 to set a new record of 64 consecutive home league games without defeat. Despite surpassing the record set by Liverpool between 1978 and 1981, the start to the 2007-2008 season was less successful than previous starts. The team lost at Aston Villa and followed this with a goalless draw at home to Blackburn Rovers. Their opening game in the UEFA Champions League saw them only manage a 1-1 home draw against Norwegian team Rosenborg in front of only an half-empty stadium, which included an unimpressed owner, Roman Abramovich. Moreno unexpectedly left Chelsea on the, 20, on the 20th of September 2007 by mutual consent, although there had been a series of disagreements with owner Abramovich. The Chelsea board held an emergency meeting and decided it was time to part with their manager. Moreno left as the most successful manager in Chelsea's history, having won six trophies for the club in three years. He was also undefeated in all home league games for Chelsea at the Stamford Bridge. Avram Grant succeeded Moreno as Chelsea manager but failed to win any trophies in his year in charge and will be sacked at the end of the 2007-2008 season. Avram Grant's squad managed to reach the final of the Champions League, something Moreno failed to achieve in his first three years at Chelsea, reached the final of the League Cup and maintain the unbeaten streak at Stamford Bridge. Avram Grant's Chelsea also finished second in the Premier League that season. On the 2nd of June 2008, Moreno was appointed the successor of Roberto Mancini at Inter Milan on a three-year contract and brought along with him much of his backroom staff who had served him at both Chelsea and Porto. He chose Giuseppe Barisi, a former Inter player and ex-head coach of their youth academy, as his assistant. He spoke solely in Italian in his press conference as Inter boss, claiming to have learnt it in three weeks. Moreno stated that he only intended to make a few major signings in the summer. At the end of the transfer window, he had brought three players to his side, Brazilian winger Mancini, for 13 million euros, Ghanaian midfielder Sule Montari for a reported 14 million euros, and Portuguese winger Ricardo Caresma for a cash and player exchange fee of 18.6 million euros plus young Portuguese midfielder Pele. In the 2008-2009 season, which was his first season as Inter head coach, Moreno won the Super Cup Italiana, beating Roma on penalties and finished top of the Italian league. Inter Milan, however, were eliminated by two goals to nil on aggregate by Manchester United in the first knockout round of the UEFA Champions League. And he also failed to win the Coppa Italia, being defeated 3-1 on aggregate by Sampdoria in the semi-finals. As UEFA was beginning to push the larger clubs into top leagues to play more homegrown players, Moreno regularly played 18-year-old Italian forward Mario Balotelli and promoted academy defender David Santo to the first team permanently, instilling an Italian contingent into a team previously composed 
of mostly foreign players. Both teenagers played a part in the Scudetto winning season and played enough games to earn their first senior trophy. Despite his domestic successes in winning the Scudetto by a 10-point margin, Moreno's first season in Italy was viewed as disappointing by some Inter fans as the club failed to improve on the performances of his predecessor, Roberto Mancini, in the Champions League. Inter put in a series of lacadistic group stage performances that included a shock 1-0 home loss to Panathinaikos and an away draw to Cyprus Minos Antosis Famagusta. Inter qualified, however, for the knockout stages of the Champions League but failed to make it to the quarterfinals after being defeated by Manchester United. On the 16th of May 2009, Inter mathematically won the Italian league title after runners-up AC Milan lost to Udinese. This left AC Milan seven points above their cross-town rivals with only two games remaining. They would eventually finish 10 points clear of AC Milan. In the 2009-2010 season, on the 28th of July 2009, Moreno was reported to have shown interest in taking over at Manchester United when Alex Ferguson retired. He was quoted as saying, I would consider going to Manchester United, but United have to consider if they want me to succeed, said Alex Ferguson. If they do, then of course. Adrino left Inter Milan in 2009. That was in April that year. And the exit of the Brazilian striker was followed by Argentine duo Julio Cruz and Hernan Crespo. Legendary Portuguese attacking midfielder and veterans, Luis Figo, retired. Figo was on the verge of leaving Inter under Mancini due to a lack of playing time. But in his final season, Moreno used him frequently. Moreno signed Argentine striker Diego Milito, who fell just one goal short of winning the top scorer award with Genoa, as well as Thiago Mota and Wesley Schneider to booster the midfield. Perhaps his most notable signing of the summer of his second season was a swap deal of Zlatan Ibrahimovic in exchange of Barcelona's Cameroonian striker Samuel Eto and a reported £35 million. This transfer was the second most expensive in the history of the transfer market after Cristiano Ronaldo moved from, in, from Manchester United to Real Madrid earlier that summer. Samuel Eto got off to a promising start with Inter by scoring two goals in his first two matches of the season. Ricardo Carisma's signing from Moreno's old club Porto was viewed as a missing link in the Inter Milan squad, but his play disappointed the club and led him to be loaned off to Chelsea midway through the season. Ironically, Moreno's other former club, Mancini also failed, Mancini also failed to dominate in the midfield and addressing these short, shortcomings in the transfer market became a priority for Inter Milan. Inter Milan's lack of a creative playmaker had become a blame for the Champions League failure. In an attempt to deal with this issue, Inter Milan signed Dutch midfielder Wesley Schneider from Real Madrid. Inter struggled in their first two matches of the new season. The team lost the Supercopa to Lazio 2-1 and drew 1-1 with newly promoted Barry at the San Siro. Moreno's team improved drastically after that. However, as he built a formidable midfield with Schneider at the heart of it and the likes of new signing Thiago Mota and veterans Javi Zanetti and Dijan Stankovic, Inter Milan went on to score more than 30 goals before the end of November, trashing derby rivals AC Milan by four goals to nil, with new signings Diego Milito and Mota both scoring and trashing Genoa by five goals to nil, the largest margin of victory 
in the Italian league that season. Moreno was sent off in the December Derby d'Italia away fixture after he sarcastically applauded the referee for what he felt was a dubious free kick given to Juventus and Inter went on to lose 2-1 courtesy of a Cludio Machio winner in the second half. Moreno achieved what was hailed as one of his career highlights after Inter managed to progress to the Champions League quarterfinals by defeating his former team Chelsea in both legs, 2-1 at San Siro, then followed by a 1-0 win at Stamford Bridge. His difficult relationship with young striker Mario Balotelli and the team's loss of form that led Inter to achieve only seven points in six games, with three of those games including a shock 3-1 defeat at the hands of Catania happening during Moreno's ban, were heavily criticized by the media and pundits. On the 6th of April 2010, Jose Moreno became the first manager in history to take three different teams to the semi-finals of the UEFA Champions League. This record was equaled by Bayern Munich's manager Luis van Gaal a day later, after Inter managed to overcome CSK Moscow 1-0 in Russia in their second leg of the quarterfinal tie, which ended 2-0 on aggregate. Wesley Schneider's goal in the sixth minute proved the difference in a game played in a laid-back style. This marked the first time in seven years that Inter Milan managed to make it to the semi-finals of the competition. On the 13th of April that year, Inter Milan continued their good season, having managed to reach the Coppa Italian final for the first time under Mourinho, beating Fiorentina 1-0 away and 2-0 on aggregate. On the 28th of April 2010, Jose Mourinho reached the Champions League final for the second time in his career after Inter Milan beat Odes 3-2. After Inter Milan beat Odes Barcelona 3-2 on aggregate, despite losing 1-0 at the Camp Nou, which Mourinho called the most beautiful defeat of my life. This brought Inter back into a European Cup final 38 years after their last defeat by Ajax. Moreno was involved in a brief scuffle with Barcelona goalkeeper Victor Valdez whilst attempting to join in the Inter celebrations. Moreno afterwards stated the anti-Madridism Madrid had motivated the Barca fans, suggesting that they were obsessed with reaching the final and winning the tournament in their arch rivals' home. Marca proclaimed that Moreno had passed the test to become the next head coach of Real Madrid as their fans celebrated the elimination of Barcelona. On the 2nd of May that year, after a 2-0 away win at Roma against Lazio, Inter secured the Italian Serie A title. On the 5th of May 2010, the team won the Coppa Italia, defeating AS Roma by a lone goal. And on the 16th of May 2010, Inter Milan beat Siena 1-0 to secure the domestic double, accomplishing the feat of winning all trophies available for a manager in the Italian league. On the 22nd of May 2010, Inter Milan won the 2010 UEFA Champions League after beating Bayern Munich two goals to nil and in doing so became the first Italian club to complete the treble with Moreno personally celebrating the second Champions League title in his managerial career. This is a record that still holds in the Italian league. The day after having won the Champions League, Moreno said that he was sad as almost for sure it's my last game with Inter. He then added and said, if you don't coach Real Madrid, then you always have a gap in your career. After days of discussions with Real Madrid and Inter, a world record-breaking compensation package was successfully agreed on the 28th of May 2010 and Moreno was subsequently released by Inter Milan, who will take excerpts 
of that moment. Jose Moreno helped Inter Milan complete a historic treble in 2010 when they became the first Italian side to win the Italian league title, the Coppa Italia and the Champions League in the same season. The Champions League final against Bayern Munich was Jose Moreno's final game for Inter before he joined Real Madrid. Let's hear more from Jose Moreno. Congratulations, Jose. What does it mean to win your second Champions League and the treble for Inter Milan? Great season. Incredible season. Um, no. In this moment, uh, not, not many words to describe what I feel because uh, I'm so happy, I'm so proud. At the same time, I'm so sad because um, almost for sure is my last uh, my last game with uh, with Inter, and Inter is my is my house. The same way Chelsea is my house, Inter is my house. And uh, was difficult to leave Chelsea. If I leave Inter, it's difficult to leave. But that's life. That's football. Is that why you were so emotional when you were saying goodbye to the Inter fans? Yeah, I, I after Chelsea, I thought it could be impossible to have. Uh, the same kind of relation with uh, with supporters. Um, I found exactly the same. Or we build exactly the same. So now I have um, two houses: Stamford Bridge, San Siro, and a third house, probably Santiago Bernabeu. What is the lure of coming here to Madrid? You could pick any club in the world. Why here? What do you want to achieve here? It's the only club that wants me. <laughs> I think you'd have a choice. No, I don't have. I don't have a choice, um, but Real Madrid is Real Madrid. Everybody knows that uh, English football is my passion, and um, I'll go back to England once. But I think a big player, a big coach, if you don't coach Real Madrid, or if you don't play for Real Madrid, you have always a, a little space on your career. So if I decide to come to, to Madrid, I will be a very proud man. You say if you decide. Surely you have decided. You've said goodbye to Inter. That project is finished. You've won everything you can. It's done, isn't it? It's done, yes, but I don't know. I, that, that's the reason why I don't want to speak with the players. I don't want to speak with the president because maybe they change my, they change my decision or they make me cry and they, they, they make me think a different way. But I believe my, my target now is to win uh, another championship that I never wanted and win um, Champions League with, um, with, a third, um, with a third club and when they come back to England. Very, very quickly, Bayern Munich had 67% of the possession tonight. Did you park the bus? And also, would Madrid accept your style of football? Because they have a particular style here. I always say to my players, a great quality for a team is to understand the good qualities and the bad qualities. And when a team is a slow team, because we are a team of not very fast players, you have to play as a block. You have to play compact. You must uh, you must play in a certain in a certain way. So I think uh, a great team is a team that plays with with the real qualities we we have. And we have these qualities, and with these qualities, we beat the champion of Europe, we beat the champion of England, and we beat the champion of Germany, and we won the Champions League, and we won the treble. Okay, a fantastic night. I think the last word should go to Jose Jr. Is your dad? Is your dad the special one? Yes. <laughs> and is he going to go and coach Madrid now? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? You learned the lesson, I guess. <laughs> Congratulations. Have a good night. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Bye, Jose Jr. Bye. That is Jose Moreno and his little boy after winning the Italian treble that season with Inter Milan. On this note, we've come to the end of part two of our series of Jose Mourinho's story and his journey to becoming the first manager to reach the final of all three major European competitions, the UEFA Champions League, the UEFA Europa League, and UEFA Europa Conference League. In our next episode, we'll continue with part three of Jose Moreno's story. As always, it's been a pleasure coming your way with today's episode of the UEFA Champions League show.